Welcome to the Joe Bin Sports Show. On today's episode, we're going to be going through NFL headlines, some MLB headlines, and NBA players sneaking out of their rooms for food, and what food would we sneak out for? Um, so, Vinny, we're going to start off with uh, NFL headlines. We're going to start with the Chiefs, man. How, how are they doing this? How are they <laughs> – Where's this money coming from? Are they just not paying their other players? <laughs> I'm no, they are. Like I'm waiting for, you know, like three players, like three more guys to get extensions before the weekend. Like, yeah. like I don't I don't understand the Chris Jones deal. I'm trying to pull up right now. Um their salaries, but this was a like a big deal. Like there was a lot of money. Um so I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think it's over 20 million a year. Yes. Um, I'm just pulling it up right now. Over the cap. Let me see. Yeah. I mean, their annual per year. Let's see. I mean, they're paying Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Sammy Watkins, Eric Fisher, Kelsey, Mitchell Schwartz. Like, now Mahomes. Like, I don't really know how they're doing this, to be honest. But they're just backloading everyone's contract. So when Andy Reid retires, the, the Chiefs are done. Dude, I, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm counting here. I don't know. The Mahomes thing, I, I'd have to dig in deeper. I'm get, His contract it was an extension. Yeah, so I don't I'm, think that money is counting towards the cap this season. But that's next what season, I'm I thinking. think they're in deep problems. Yeah. He's also I think paying it, Tyree Kill starting next year, too, I think. Right. I think also it, an extension. Yeah, it looks like from Sport Track, which is usually pretty good about, like, updating, you know, like – yeah. real time for the most part it's still showing Mahomes is only a 5.3 cap hit this year so it must be something where it doesn't click in until like March of next year like the 2021 season is where it like is locked in um even you know and, and beyond that like his next three or four years is guaranteed but I don't think his cap hit really takes place this year which is why they were able to do the Chris Jones thing obviously yeah um oh, but I'm, not sure. I'm not sure I'm not sure on paid man and uh, it's just uh, the salary cap thing. It's like, why even have a salary cap anymore? Just go in, just unlimited like the 90s and just let teams pay their players as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, there's ways to do it, right? Like there's ways around it with when it comes to like signing bonuses versus like base salary versus, you know, um, roster bonuses. Like there's a lot of different things you can do. Frank Clark is the one where it's like, he's making as much as Mahomes. Like I think his cap hit I'm seeing is like 25 million next year. And Tyron Matthews is a lot too. Um, but as we know, like it's all about the guaranteed money. Like I think they have enough to maneuver this year and make it happen, but we'll see, you know, like we talked about in the last pod, like if they can keep drafting well and drafting cheap, you know, they're going to have abilities to do this, but if the cap is going to go down, like we, we, you know, is projected next year. I mean, multiple people are talking. It could go down 40, 50 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys are going to be cap casualties, no doubt about it, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know where you really start, but it's going to happen. You can't pay everyone. And, you know, that's in normal times with the cap going up. I don't know how that's going to work, you know, if you have to shed 50 million of cap space to get down next year. So I'm not really sure, but – Seems like every day I turn on the news, the Chiefs are extending someone else. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, moving on to another extension, we got Derrick Henry. He signed a pretty good deal today. Um, four years, fifty mil, and I want to say about twenty-seven million of it was guaranteed. So I think the tw- guarantees yeah, are crazy. Twenty-five, twenty-seven. So basically, you know, twelve million a year, about twelve, thirteen million a year, and the next two years are guaranteed. Um, I think it's a pretty good deal on both sides. What? 
what is your, your thoughts overall? Cause I feel like this is one of those, like people drawing lines in the sand, like you either pay running backs or you don't pay running backs. What, what's kind of your, your so I feel like if you're a that. team like the Tennessee Titans, you're going to coach like Mike Vrabel. Um, he's going to put more value on a running back, especially yeah. in that system. If, if it wasn't for Derrick Henry, they would have made the playoffs last year and they would have made the run in the playoffs last year that they did. Right. Now, Derrick Henry is the MVP centerpiece around the entire offense. And you can see a guy like Le'Veon Bell when he was on the Steelers. The reality was he was obviously a machine, but he wasn't the centerpiece of the offense. Right. They just, James Conner went in and did just the same job because you had Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown at the time. Mm-hmm. I think the whole team of the Titans is centered around Derrick Henry. So this contract was definitely worth it. Um, I don't see this being a line drawn in the sand that people are going to start paying their running backs unless yeah. that guy is your centerpiece. But for instance, like if you're an NFL GM and don't get me wrong, Derrick Henry is awesome. Right. I mean, the guy is just yep. a human wrecking ball. Um, and, you know, for his size, Obviously, every running back breaks down, but, you know, I'd lean that he's probably not going to. Do you think it, it's a situation like if you were a GM building a team, even if you have a power running game or you run 60% of the time or whatever it might be, wouldn't you think like you could just tag Derrick Henry and then let him walk, take the compensatory pick well, and that's go what draft I was another like, stud well, in the second, third round next year? So what I was looking at the franchise tag that was already put on him before they got the extension was about 10 and a half million. Right. They bumped him up to about 13.1, right. With this new contract per year. Yeah. About there. Now you're thinking only 27 is guaranteed. So you gave him a, you gave him a bonus of 3 million a year, Mm -hmm. which he's absolutely deserved more than like most running backs. Yep. And he's only on for two years. If you think about it. So, I mean, it's only like an extended franchise tag. It's like a franchise tag times two. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it was a good deal, honestly, on Henry's side. I think yeah. he could have got a couple a little more guaranteed out of this. Um, he might as well just stay franchise tag and test the market next year. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I, I think the challenge from Henry's standpoint is, again, this is a guy who's going to tote the rock like 300 times this year. He's one, one big injury away for a running back. You know, you may never be the same. Right. So I get it. Like you said, I'm taking two years versus the one guaranteed. Yeah. You know, 13 million is a lot. You know, that's that's wealth that, you know, you may not get if you get injured. Right. So I guess I'm thinking more of the running back situation. And I get it. He's kind of a special one with McCaffrey. Um, you know, I look at McCaffrey is pretty unique where he could play receiver. He could you know, playing the slot for five years, you know, and be a good offensive coordinator. You run the whole offense around McCaffrey. Right. Right. But I guess what I'm getting at is like there, you know, I looked at the list of upcoming free agents next year, running backs. And it's a, I mean, it's a stocked list. Like, you know, you're talking, um, Camara is a free agent. Like there's like a lot of guys, there's like six or seven premier running backs. Do you think the wave is going to be like now teams are, possibly going to start looking to keep some of these guys or because then there's two mindsets right like you have Kyle Shanahan who's like bro just give me a body and I'll turn him into a thousand yard rusher you know yeah um just curious the NFL NFL comes in waves right and it's all cyclical and it just keeps going round and round running backs have been dead in the water for about 15 years now it seems like other than guys like Adrian Peterson and your really special guys I think that's going to turn I feel like the 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 amount of talent at running back in the NFL right now is way stronger than it was like even five or six years ago on an overall basis. Yeah. And 
I just think there's going to be a lot of good quality running backs out there and teams are starting to formulate their offenses around run games because linebackers and D linemen are getting smaller. You know, like I said, everyone's trying to find the advantage and obviously the Titans last year found an advantage. I mean, they had an average quarterback in Tannehill. He's nothing. He's proven no more than average, even though he took him to the playoffs last year. Yeah. And look what they did. And it was all based around a strong O line, a running back and a defense old school football. And I think that's going to come back in a wave. Yeah, I, I think the running back position, like looking at it more and thinking about it, it's pretty wild. Like how, even though it's moved to a passing league, to me, it's like running backs are like not falling off trees, like really good ones. You know, yeah. like if you play DraftKings or fantasy, it's like, I got to take a running back early and two of them or three of them, because there's not many guys that are going to like tote the rock, you know, they, 20, they have to share carries. they get 15 carries in a game. So you have like a less talent pool of players that are really dynamic and good. Whereas receiver, I mean, receivers are, what was this year? Like, you know, a record for receivers drafted. Like yeah, there's just dudes everywhere, yeah. you know? So I feel like I, it's almost like if you're building a team, a way to kind of buck the trend and Belichick it is like, go running back, pay the running back, you know, a premier guy. And then I'll find a receiver off the street that could, come in and you know and play really well like a really talented right. guy you know get a fourth round I, pick guy that can be a total starter in the nfl yeah i mean there's guys that are like you know i'm looking at like most teams depth charts and they're like fifth sixth roster bubble guys and i'm like dude that guy was great in college like every team yeah. has like three or four receivers that are awesome you know like yeah. a lot of them do um so it's just it's kind of fascinating i'm curious to see how that kind of goes you know going yeah I, I just yeah i think running backs uh, they're gonna make a little bit of a comeback um you know the rules are definitely nothing not just the rules but just how the players are changing right yeah. players are getting smaller and faster and quicker to cover these slot receivers these george kittles these kelseys these linebackers are weighing 225 pounds and you got a guy like derrick henry at 250 right in the rock i think you're going to see a lot more guys like him and even like a josh jacobs that has ridiculous break tackle he's a 220 pound back mm -hmm. and those backs are going to start tearing these linebackers up you know and then yeah the pendulum just sways back and forth. And I think there's something to be said, too, for, like, Vrabel. You hit on it, and I think the Titans organization's a good organization. And, you know, they're looking at it going, look, we're about to run this guy into the ground. We do every year. Derrick Henry, like, we are going to give him the load to carry. We might as well make him happy. Like, you know, an extra year guaranteed is not going to kill us. This guy needs to be happy because our team goes as he goes. And Tannehill without him is going to be a mess. And – I'm with you. Like, I think, and you know, this is a good future move too, because you know, they, they don't have to pay Derrick Henry. They could have kept him on the franchise tag. Right. right. It was one of those moves. There's almost, there's a lot of gratuity to this. And that moves us to our next point of the Jacksonville Jaguars with Yannick uh, Nagakwe, where it's like Tennessee, they're trying to be favorable to their players. You want to be a player's organization where players want to come play there. And I think Tennessee with Vrabel's really building that. A lot of players are saying, hey, I want to go play for that guy. Yeah. And the Jaguars are the complete opposite. I, they have to be the, the least favorite team from a player's perspective in the league right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're not nobody's signing them unless they're completely overpaying like i couldn't imagine it's like the raiders back in like 2008 like we were just paying players these ridiculous contracts on the back end of their careers that's what the jaguars are turning into well yeah and i don't i mean i keep hearing rumors like they're you know they're kind of trying to tank for uh what's his name trevor lawrence you know but i mean this is like the third or fourth major player 
and they've drafted pretty well, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They have a you lot know, of talent on Miles that team Jack, over the last three Jalen or four Ramsey, years, man. But yeah, they've got dudes in Godway, like, and all of them want out. Like, so yeah. are, are they just not committed to winning? Like, I know Tom Coughlin was a major problem there. You know, that was water and wine mixing together, but – you know, the whole I, new age, man, being that hard nosed old coach, right? Like Belichick's earned that right because he's Bill Belichick, but Tom Coughlin really hasn't. To most players' opinion, they go, Who's this guy just yelling at us to be on time? Yeah. I'm a professional football player. You got like Vrabel that's telling these guys, Hey, you need to be on time, but they respect him because he's won Super Bowls, right? And, and yeah, and Marone's I don't think anyone respects the, anybody in Jacksonville. Well, Marone's been on the hot seat now for a couple of years, like Caldwell. Again, and I think a lot of the players good. really love Marone. And since yeah. he's been on the hot seat and almost fired so many times, the players hate that organization for it. They go, they want that guy there. Dude, they are just an organization. Like, it, they are the complete proof. Because they – I mean, they came a couple of minutes between going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they were in the AFC yep. Championship game, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, it just shows you, like, that roster was legit. The roster was great. And if you don't have the right guy behind the center, the quarterback, it's over. Like, you you, you know, yeah. what they, how they got that far with Blake Bortles was a miracle. And yeah. you saw it crumble just as fast. That as defense was insane. And yeah, just as fast as it right came together. That. Fell apart. Um, so and that's a bad organization, right? Dude, I mean, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but they're um, can't regress like that. They have issues, man. They they have a lot of issues. Like, I, I just don't see no premier players going there, and they're one of the teams that you can imagine. Like, if you're a top prospect, you're just going. Please don't call my name. Like, please yeah. don't send me to Jacksonville. So it sucks. It's unfortunately like they still have some really good players there, but I don't know, man. I. I don't know what's going to happen with Ngagwe either. Like what they say, they have multiple teams offering trades, like first round picks. The Jags are saying they want two first round picks. Apparently a team came out and said that they offered like another Pro Bowl player for him. That just doesn't quite fit the new scheme or whatnot. So who knows who that is. But I feel like if you're Jacksonville, it's like you're, you're doing this to yourself. If you, you know, if you can get value for the guy, who's not yeah. going to be here long-term and is going to be, you know, not a team guy in the locker room, like just move on, get your first or second round pick, you know, or go get your player in, in trade, you know, like whatever it is. But the but bears, like, the bears really screwed this one up for the Jaguars, right? Like the defensive end market, like you look at Nagakwe and he is, I, w- I don't know if I would say he's Khalil Mack, but he's definitely up there. He's in the top good. three, like pass rushers, man. He's, he's legit and he's young. And I guarantee they're going, no, we want the Raider deal. We want three yeah. first round picks, you know, of and course. a couple thirds. Like they want the mega deal and they're going to hold strong. And I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a Nagakwe hold out this season. If there's a if there's a season to do it, I mean. Yeah, the problem is, is from my understanding, the new CBA is if you hold out into the season, like remember it used to be like you could hold out to like week eight or 10 and report yeah. and then you still get your service time. Mm-hmm. If you hold out and you miss week one, your service time is is knocked out. Like you do, he will be again in the same situation next year right. where they can just franchise him again and again. So oh, the players crazy. are like, I don't know who like really read through the fine print and agreed to this, but same with Dalvin Maurice Cook. Like, Smith. dude, you guys don't have the power anymore to like kind of pull these stunts, you know, pull a Zeke or um, whatnot. But I don't know, man. I feel like they need to deal them because it's just going to get ugly quick, you know, quicker. Um, yeah, but. So, yeah, uh, moving on to another team. We got the Cowboys. 
the this DAC thing is getting it's out of control and the headlines are out of control. There's like, it's almost like they have nothing else to talk about except for Dak's contract that he keeps saying no to. It's dude, it's in, it's so tiresome and it, it's mainly I mean obviously unless you're a Cowboys fan, you just hate the Cowboys. Like they're 24/7, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, like all they want to do is talk about, you know, Jerry Jones and and his team. Dude, I don't I, I'm in the belief that I think like it's probably best for Dak and the Cowboys to not do this long-term deal. The Cowboys offered him, I think a pretty fair deal. Again, the cap's going to go down next year. So let's not like forget that the Cowboys are also saying like, look, go, go get it elsewhere. Like, let me ask you this. If Dak went to another, let's say quarterback needy team, like let's say a team that's like kind of a fringe quarterback, let's say the Raiders, let's say, you know, um, Jacksonville or, you know, one of these teams where it's kind of iffy if like they're the, they have the guy, does he make that team that much better than the current person in place? No, I think, I think Dak is a top, I would say top 17 quarterback, right? He's in the top half, but they offer to pay him top five money right now he would be yes he would be the fourth rumored right we don't know the contract details but based on what everyone says is they were willing to make him the fifth fourth or fifth highest paid quarterback in the league this year that is with a one and two playoff record a guy who's probably seventh eighth ninth all the way down to like 15th and like rankings yeah like Dude, I don't, I don't really know what he's looking for. Like, is he looking for brownie points because he's wearing the cowboy shield on his helmet? Like, well, I, the big I, thing is when you look for this contract, like the Mahomes deal, right? Like Mahomes is outrageous deal, but can you carry players on your team? Do you make players better? And I haven't seen that from Dak because his offense is so stacked. He's had the number one offensive line his entire career. Yes, he's had Ezekiel Elliott for what three years now. Yep, and. The guys had just unreal weapons around him at Omar, all times. The Bleacher and, Report, I think, just came out. They have the number one receiving core in the league. Yeah. So, you know. The thing like, is, like, I can't see him going to a team and getting paid all this money and saying, hey, now we can't pay your weapons, by the way. Bro, he's also and got – And not like, doing well. He's also got an elite defense. Like, he's got everything. Like, the and only goes 10 knock, and 6. The only knock was, like, you know, you had Jason Garrett as a coach. Okay, well – can find me another team that again has the team is stacked and has a just as good of a coach right like you're not going to get a that much better of a situation you know what i yeah. mean like what honestly this year i'm predicting the cowboys they're ranking them the top three and everything like they always do in the offseason i think it's going to be a disaster i, I think too. with mccarthy I... coming through i mean all the success came with aaron Rodgers, which is houdini on the field getting pretty much making up for shitty play calls all the time. <laughs> Changing and, like half the plays. Like, right. McCarthy and called. Dak Prescott's not that guy. Like no. his, his most viable thing he can do because he is, he is like really thick is yeah. he can run the ball and get you those like five or six yards when you need it. And he does a really good job of that in the goal line and stuff. But when it comes to being a pure passer, throwing for 4,500 yards and carrying this team, it's not happening. Dude. So he, since he came into the league, he's six in passing yards. He's ninth in touchdowns seventh in attempts and 16th in QBR. Like he's a, he's a seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th best quarterback, which mm-hmm. is still really damn good. Absolutely. But you know, like you also, again, like you pointed out all the weapons he has around him. You're one and two in the playoffs. Didn't even make it last year. And a division where an eight and eight team 
won the division. Like yeah, it was there year. for the taking. The division. That's was the thing. Horrible. If he if if he led them to an eleven win season or a twelve win season last year and actually made a little bit of a playoff run, I'm not even saying Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Three straight years of the he's, playoffs. Like he's earning. Contending. He's earning what he's asking for. But I mean, the guy missed the playoffs last year when his team was star studded. And and that offensive line's getting older. You know, like yeah, time's Zeke's, running out. Zeke's getting banged up. You know, um, like it, I don't know, man. I I don't. I don't see it. Like, I don't see the Cowboys committed to him. It's very obvious that's the case. Um, I think they made a pretty fair deal. Like, do they, they offered know. him Russell Wilson money. And I'm sorry, but Russell Wilson is the top, top two quarterback in the NFL. That no one does more. Nobody around him. Nobody does more with less. And that includes yeah. like Mahomes. Like if you gave the Chiefs or the, put it this way, if you put Russell Wilson on the Cowboys, they have two titles, three titles. Maybe. <laughs> Easily. Like, dude. Easily. It's, it's unbelievable. So I think that's the, you know, case in point. And, and yeah. I think Dak just, you know, also like be careful what you wish for. Right. Like I think someone pointed out, I was listening to earlier. He bet on himself last year, got him here. You he didn't make the playoffs. He didn't have a great year, you know, good year, not great. You know, the caps going down. And I mean, it took Cam Newton two, two months to find a job, you know, like a healthy Cam Newton. I know he's got some you know, personality things that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. played a, played a role in that, but Cam Newton healthy was a better player than Dak Prescott. Yeah. And my, I would opinion, honestly, I would honestly put Dak Prescott and this might sound outrageous. I don't think it actually is. When you look at the numbers, Dak Prescott and like Andy Dalton are very parallel players in my opinion. You smell quarterback controversy. I'm, I'm just saying like, does Dak, does, um, does Andy Dalton have a job? Dude, he's on the Cowboys. He's the Cowboys backup. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying, I'm like, there's quarterback on the market somewhere. Okay. So Andy Dolan's on the Cowboys. I'm telling you, they are very similar quarterbacks in every which way. And the worst thing that can happen to Dak this year is he gets an injury and misses like three weeks. Mm -hmm. And Andy Dolan comes in and does the same exact job. Well, McCarthy's not tied to him at all. That's obvious. So Mm -hmm. that happens. Watch out. And more quarterbacks are hitting free agency, man. And the Cowboys are going, wait, are we going to stick with above average all the time? Or... Are we going to take a shot in the dark on somebody that ends mm-hmm. up being a Patrick Mahomes in the next couple of years? You don't yeah. want to tie yourself down to an above-average quarterback. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's how I look at it, too. I think that's a really good point. I think that Dak is in that, like, above-average category. You know, above-average to good. Yeah. But that's not beating Mahomes and winning a Super Bowl. That's not beating exactly. Russell Wilson. That's not beating, you know, um, these teams in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. It's it's not cutting it. It's, it's not going to get the mm-hmm. job done. So, you know, it's not going to beat the Saints this year with Breeze. You know, the Niners, like, you need that guy. And I was, this is always my take with Alex Smith and the Niners. Is he good? Yeah. Like, when he finally got, a, like, some consistency and he had a coach and he had, like, te- people actually protecting him. But you were never winning the big game with that with Alex Smith. Right. And in my opinion, it's like, if you know you have that, do not overpay him. Cut ties and, and you work to try to find that right guy. Yeah. I, in my opinion, this is, and I really hope Dak plays as a one year on his one year deal this year. Cause I think for as Cowboys as a whole, as an organization right now, they're at the end of that run that they've been, that they've been building. Right. And they've actually carried this run on for like six years now. It's been like six years. They've been a top (laughs) upper echelon team and just not doing it. Have they been to a conference championship game with these just insane rosters that they've been putting together? Huge drafts. I mean, they, as a organization, they've been doing a phenomenal job. 
I know. And, and I, I hope Dak, I hope Dak gets it done and can either shove it in Jerry's face. Cause again, as a Niners fan, I'd love for them to have to pay him 40, 50 million a year and good, you know, good luck. Like that's unfortunate for them. Uh, <laughs> you know, have to pay him Mahomes money, but I just don't see it. And, you know, I think he's right there again with like Kirk cousins and, you know, some of these guys where it's like above average, but bro, you're not even the best quarterback in your division. When Carson Wentz is healthy, he's a better quarterback than you. Yeah. So that answers that, you know what I mean? So I could see him missing the playoffs again, which is crazy to say, but there's a chance that McCarthy comes in and butts heads with, you know, Jerry's world and, you know, all these things. Like, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm with you. I don't see it. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know what I'm rooting for. I just know the Cowboys. Uh, I, I don't root for anything that hits like public media, like the Cowboys do. Dude, like just they just dra- own ESPN. I just can't handle it. It's just drama 24 seven. It drives me crazy. Jerry just gets drunk and starts drama. It's great. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to uh, NBA? Dude. So I had to touch on this story. I, you know, I know we're not huge NBA guys and I like it more than you do, but you know, we're not experts or follow it super close or anything, but I'm a March Madness guy. I saw, <laughs> I saw, um, I saw this headline and I figured we had to talk about it. So Kings is Rashawn Holmes. So you understand what's going on with like the NBA bubble and everything. Right. They're They're like in a hotel. Well, they're in like the Walt Disney world resort. Like there's a sports complex there and everything. And they basically like put all these teams in the block of hotels and like shut it down to anybody on the outside. Everyone got there at the same time players, you know, once you're in there and you're quarantined together, the thought is like, well, you can move freely within the bubble because it's like its own little world and everybody's Mm -hmm. quarantined, how the virus can't get in. So they have like a really hardcore, like anonymous tip line, apparently, where like, if I see you break (laughs) the quarantine, I can like call it in and be like, Hey, I saw Joey (laughs) leave and like go to a strip club or something. Dude, Who's the snitch? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's the first thing. Like, what's going on? And there, people are like joking around. Like, LeBron's just sitting there, like watching out the window. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> so this dude, Rashawn Holmes, got busted because he left the bubble to go pick up a food delivery, um, like a DoorDash or something. <laughs> and now he's got to wait an extra ten days to quarantine, like in his hotel room. So he may miss the start of <laughs> NBA playoffs. That'll happen. That'll happen. Um, so my question to you, what are the top three or top food that you would like cross that line for and like go ski mask and like just sneak out the window <laughs> and like barrel crawl like across like that line to so back to your I got I got two that I would totally bear crawl out for with the ski mask on. And the okay. other one is just a great idea that these players need to get in their heads. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I mean. We're trying to give the players ideas. Yeah. So the first one I would sneak out for is a steak sandwich with azu sauce. Like that's a that's a go-to. Like every like yeah, and you can't just get that in your hotel. I'm nice sorry. French so, dip. French dip, au jus, yeah, boom. That's, that's it. That sounds awesome. Okay. Number two, you know, me being California boy, uh, in and out, that's a <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I would sneak out for some in and out. <laughs> I had that too, so let's cancel that out because I also realized like you're in Orlando, it's not there. So if we're trying to, like, I hear you. If it was here, if the we're bubble We're trying to give here, them better advice. The, if the bubble was here, like, I'm I'm breaking out of these chains for some in and out. Like, I'm going for to sure. get some. If you're in Florida, though, like, we'll just, we'll, we'll put an asterisk next to in and out. What, okay. Well, so, so then my number one idea is you just need to get a microwave for your hotel room and buy some chips, buy some cheese. You guys show nachos. Mm, Anytime you're a big you nacho want. guy. 
I'm a yeah. big nacho guy and you could really, <laughs> I mean, I could do anything in a hotel room if I have a microwave nachos and cheese I mean, chips and cheese. That's all I yeah. need. Some salsa. You're good. So big, now it's my, for NBA players, man, like get yourself a microwave, have an Amazon delivered or something like, I, cause no, I know but see, that's, the thing, that, that's the problem. Like nobody can have things delivered. So you would have to like find a way to sneak out and get the microwave. If your room doesn't have one, I got to assume the NBA teams are staying in like hotels with microwaves, but that's the point. Like he didn't go to the food place and I'm still trying to dig and find it out from the it delivery guy right outside. Yeah, the he was like delivery guy, like leave it in parking space four, and then I'll go get it. But he had to, <laughs> honestly, I think it's pretty genius. It's great. Cause they, that guy can't get in. Like the, they, there's like security. They won't yeah. let those people into the bubble. So you, you got to be the one that initiated or pay someone like, I really, yeah, dude, like I'm paying someone 500 bucks for Panda Express. Like bro, bring it in. If you get caught, yeah. I'm not the ones getting suspended. Like that's you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know why the NBA is just not having a guy or girl that literally just takes the food from the delivery people, put it in a quarantine area for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. take it up to the person's room, clean it, wash it down, clean it off. Pretty simple, right? Like, yeah. and you know, I'm not going to get into COVID stuff, but it's been proven that it's through physical contact, not on your food bags. So it's like, like here's your, here's your in and out rub down with some Lysol wipes, like enjoy <laughs> Oh, yeah, it takes all the flavor away. Um, okay, so my my two was like some one kind of along the lines of your your steak sandwich idea, just some really good barbecue. Like I feel mm. like I I would break curfew for that. Like I would I would cross company lines and like scale a wall for especially some, like, in Orlando. Food. You know, there's some good barbecue down. Dude, there. and I don't know. You see the box lunches they got the first day. I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Like I'm sneaking out for like a huge platter. You know, like the ribs, the sausage, the steak. Like I yeah. want it all, and like I would just have a huge platter and get it back to my room. Um, the second thought was kind of along the lines that you were saying with the microwave. Like thinking outside the box to give these guys some ideas. Dude, if you're gonna do it, it's it's you gotta have like quantity almost over quality right? Like you need to stock up. Like, cause if you're Costco. risking it, now this guy's on 10 day quarantine. He can't even sneak out for more food, I you know? Agree. So like, if you're going to roll the dice, like you need to make it worth your, your effort. Right. I think you just go big. Like you go get like a bunch of pizzas. And you, and <laughs> just you like all the way to red barons, just like a stack. <laughs> red barons. Or I mean, dude, even like just like a really good pizza in the area. Like I'm yelping it. I'm finding a five-star pizza place. And I'm like, you're stacking 10 of them in my room and I'm going to like put them in like coolers. Like I'll baggy them or like foil them. And then I got cold pizza for like a week. You got a lot of these players though, that are like, wait, I have to think about my food for tomorrow. They've like yeah, never done that's that true. These life. guys have never done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, wait, a cooler. What's that for? <laughs> yeah. I've talked to like some of my lineman buddies and like, I like asked them and instantly there was answers. Like they've thought about this before, like long before Rashawn Woods, like just acted out. Like these guys know what's going yeah. on. You gotta, you, I want to know. Find, you gotta find some of the bigger players, dude. Like the big guys, the he, the centers. You know, those guys know what's up. I want to know what their weed policy is. It's the NBA, dude. Like I know it's the NBA, but I mean they're at Disney. <laughs> and like, you think they're these guys just brought just OZs on end? No, they they were talking like they're like really concerned that like somehow like players are gonna be like sneaking in like they're just gonna pay strip clubs to like come to them. like that was the big thing like keep the women out like it's like okay this is insane like you're gonna bust someone for burger king and like this is what's happening now so 
Uh, okay. Well, I, I wish those guys a whole lot of luck. I I think the MLB situation has got a much better deal going on than the NBA has got. I going think the on. bubble's cool, dude. I just want more like chaos, though. I want more guys sneaking out. I want pictures of like someone like scaling a wall, like a window. You know, like like tying their bed sheets together, <laughs> like scaling. Like I want someone like caught. Like I feel yeah. like that would just make things so awesome and so funny. That's the problem with the bubble. Everything's staying contained within the bubble. So we only found out about that guy's food because it was in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Or what I'm about like, uh, <laughs> what's was going Man- on in that bubble? Was it Manziel that had the, ho- the hot tub in his room? Like his hotel. It, or no, it was Josh, uh, Josh Rosen. Remember he had the, the inflatable hot tub in his dorm room? Yes. Like that, like that's Dan kind Wilder. of stuff I'd sneak out for. <laughs> like, yeah, I, w- I would get like a sweet hot tub set up, like. Yeah, go big. Yeah, when I moved in, it would be like a full move-in. Like, it's coming with inflatable stuff. Like, we're just like, what the hell is you going on here? You just pull up at a U-Haul. What's <laughs> up, <So>, guys? <laughs> you have a whole like, dining room set. You're like, no, this is my dining room set, like, dude. Dude, you like, don't even play. Like, why? <laughs> like, well, that's why I got to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, moving on to uh, some MLB headlines. We'll get through this pretty fast. There's not much going on. You know, the season starts in about 10 days. Um, we got a bunch of players opting out here. Mm-hmm. which we all knew was going to happen. Um, I just want to touch on some players that I feel like it's going to be kind of a big deal that they're opting out. Um, I think the biggest one so far has been Nick Markakis for the Braves. They got the Braves to go out and sign Puig. Um, the Braves are scary, dude. Yeah. And it's adding Puig to that. I'm not saying Puig's like this world beater or anything. I mean, he definitely hasn't lived up his potential. But mm-hmm. in a normal season, he's hitting 30 bombs, hitting 250, 260, 30 bombs. He's going to be productive for the Braves, and he's got a great arm out there in right field. I think that yeah. was a big one. Um, another one I think that um, is going to be big is Posey with the Giants. Mm-hmm. And Posey's kind of given us what we want here because we really want Joey Bart. Yeah. I mean, it's um, not like we don't want Posey gone. It's not like, you know, obviously he's done so much for the organization, three World Series. The guy's probably one of the best catchers of all time in the Giants history for sure. Um yeah. But it's one of those things we've seen Posey on the decline and we want to see this kid, Joey Bart, that's just smashing bombs. I know I I'm with you. And a few other guys that opted out just real quick. Uh, Mark Akis is a big one, you know, obviously David price, you know, he was going to be obviously a, an arm for the Dodgers. Like, I don't know how great David but, price only was along for the ride because of Mookie. Yeah. But he eats <laughs> up innings. And I mean, anytime you lose a starting pitcher, it's not great in like a short yeah. season, you know? So that was big. I think the Dodgers um, are really deep in their farm system. I don't think they're going to miss them that much. Yeah. The one guy that was like kind of crazy that I saw and I was like, Whoa, like all the other guys made sense. Like older guys, like you said, made a ton of money, you know, it was like, all right, that's fine. Like sit out a year or whatever. They, they won't be affected by it. Or maybe they have conditions or something is that Michael Kopech for the White Sox. Yeah. Dude, he's like their top young picture pitcher. Mm-hmm. And if you remember when we were talking about like MLB previews, like the White Sox, a lot of people are predicting to be like really good and yeah. they just lost their ace. Like, yep. And he's young. I mean, he's, I think he's like 22, 23 years old. So that one just kind of came out of left field, but, mm-hmm. um, Going back to the Posey thing, so I don't know. As a Giants fan, and I know we kind of cover everything nationally, like we're we're much more Bay Area focused, obviously, and in and, and, you know, like where our I shouldn't say expertise, but like what we follow day to day. I think teams that aren't clearly looking to like win a title, they're being realistic. You know, I mean, Farhad's come out and like been very upfront. Like the team, it, they're not going to be ready to win for a couple of years. You know. Um, you don't have to worry about putting fans in the stands. Like yeah. that's not happening this year. 
So I'll be really upset if I don't see Bart and, you know, I know he's 18 years old, but uh, Luciano, Jalen Davis, Helio Ramos, like they have some guys for the first time in a while that are young core guys. And I get it if they're not ready, but without minor league baseball this year, it's like they need to be on the roster and they need to be playing. Uh, I don't, I don't care if they hit, you know, 180, you know, I think the big misconception and I'm sorry if people disagree or, you know, some of these like baseball purists, but like the game's getting younger and you're seeing all these guys come up at a super young age. It's getting more athletic, right? It's just like not just your bombers. These guys can, they're all kind of five tool players. But we're seeing like multiple guys per year get called up and that are like 18, 19, 20 years old. And they're like, awesome. You know, Juan Soto, Ozzy Albies, Harper came up at 18. You know, these dudes are everywhere. You know, Fernando Tatis with the Padres. Like, dude, these guys don't need a lot of, like, seasoning down in the the minors. Like, they are coming and they are ready to play. And especially, I mean, Joey Bart was a college catcher. You know, like, these guys went to college. So, 21 or 22, it's like, get them up and get their, and in my opinion, it's like, get their lumps out now. Like, I don't care about this season. I want to tune in and watch every day to see these young kids play and see what we got looking forward to next year and the year after. I have no interest in tuning into a Giants game to see, you know, Evan Longoria, Hunter Pence, and Pablo Sandoval hit back-to-back-to-back. Like, I have no interest in watching games like that. Crawford, Belt. Like, that was cool in 2010, 12, 14. We're in 2020. Like, it's been six years. It's time to move on. And I get it, contracts and stuff like that. There's there's a reason why these guys are on the roster, but I'm sorry, like Pablo should be playing one day a week. Like, you know, especially with the DH, like you don't have to put Mark Luciano out at short. So that's what day. I was gonna put them in the lineup to hit every day and get yeah. this kid two, three hundred at bats to get ready for next year. And these play this whole DH in the NL. I want I I want to see Pablo DH. Because, you know, he's a switch hitter and the guy has power and the guy's just overweight as hell. But I love give me a little bit of old school, like Mo Vaughn, like 1995, <laughs> dude. Like <laughs> just this huge fat dude just hitting dingers. But um, he doesn't he doesn't get the memo about like no spitting. He's just got a huge dip in. Huge chew in. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can't wait. Like, so Pablo, I'd like to see just for fun. But you're right. I want the young players out there. It's going to make it more fun. I mean, it feels like every other team that's doing well, it's young. They're under 25. And I think and the they have just not. It, it's just to me, it's a perfect storm. You have the new coach. It's a new era with Farhad. You've got, yeah, new coaching staff. You've got, it, it's time to get rid of some of the older blood, you know, and, yeah. I, and you may not be able to get rid of them for contract wise, but it doesn't mean you have to play them every day, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with belt platooning. And if he doesn't like it, like, that sucks, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's time to move on from some of these guys. Um, and, the baseball Pierce as well. And, you know, all the guys, uh, the only ar- the argument I hear is just like, well, we don't, you know, they don't want to start their arbitration clock early. The giants have nearly unlimited money. They li- they print money and they like, there is no restrictions on there in two or three years when they shed these contracts, they're going to have only Longoria tied to a contract. And that's with like one year remaining, I think in 2021 or 22, there's one guy left and that's Longoria. That's the only guy they're tied to past that. So it's like, can we stop worrying about contracts and arbitration for three years down the road? 
get this guy in here and figure out in a short season if they're legit or not. And if they're not, then we need to start looking for the next guy. Same, same thing with Dak. Like, yeah, this team is far behind the Dodgers. And the only way you get there is by getting these young guys playing time and get them ramped up to go compete with the Dodgers in two, three years. But yeah, exactly. I, you know, Luciano better get, you know, get used to facing Walker Buehler might as well. Cause you're going to see him for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? Like, so who's going to remember if you went uh, 20 and 40 in the season, dude, I don't no care if they remember. went five games, if no they're exciting and they're like, these young kids are better off for it next year. I will gladly take an exciting young team. That's playing hard versus Again, the same Pablo Pence, Bell, Crawford, Longoria lineup. Yeah. Like, I've seen that same story for six years not win. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't get it. So, I hope I hope that's where they're going. Yeah. What do you think about this, uh, the no retaliation rules <laughs> coming Dude. up here in baseball? Because you're not allowed to really – you're not allowed to touch other teammates or uh, players in other teams other than tagging them out. I mean, so... <laughs> do you think the Astros break this? <laughs> they're going like it's not going to stop them somebody plunked well the thing is somebody's going to break it right you're in a, we were talking about this we're going to be in our next uh, interview in our next pod guys i'm doing an interview with chris and he's saying adrenaline's there whether there's fans or not and you get plunked hard enough and oh. your adrenaline's pumping you're not thinking oh the rules like no yeah. you you're going people also <laughs> don't forget like it's not like this like two month off and COVID thing is going to make teams and players like drop their grudge for you know yeah. Altuve, they're gonna see they're gonna, get they're gonna see him get the box, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like well, I'm going after him." You know, dude, especially if they're if they're say they're down like eight zero, they're gonna start plunking guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because they're like, "Screw it, we're losing anyways," or maybe they're out of the playoff race towards the end of the season, and they just start plunking Astros players. I can see it happening. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's gonna. I mean, do you th- okay over under of one? Do you think we see a brawl this year? Because of the distancing, they've been like very clear. They're like, there's going to be severe discipline if like this is broken. And but, like, I'm guessing like, overall they, is like the number well, one thing. Well, think about it. If you're a player that almost like is reluctant to play in this season anyways. Mm, like right? you're going, and maybe you there's like, maybe there's like 25 games left. <laughs> Your team's out of it. And you're just That's a like, good call. you're all, fuck it. <laughs> That's a go good call, it. dude. Because I can yeah, see like Quig saying, that. I can say Yasuo Pig just saying, fuck it. Or with like <laughs> just the going expanded, attacking somebody. So here's a theory the rosters are expanded to start and then every couple of weeks they, they slowly shrink. So let's say you're that like 30th guy, right. And like, you're not going to be on the team in two weeks. Um, <laughs> like Chris, um, they're like you, That's Altuve goes down next pitch. Like yeah, you're not going to be sure. here anyway. So like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Something to think about something to think about. <laughs> Um, what I want to end our pod on is uh, a quote from MLB Milwaukee Brewers uh, player Logan Morrison. They asked him, how do you feel about playing with no fans? And he said, I don't mind empty stands. I played for the Rays and the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Joe Van Sports Show. Um, and two days, we'll be posting our interview with Chris Mazza, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Twitter. And uh, yeah, see you, la- see you next time. Later.